Let me see you put them up Reach the sky, touch the stars up above Cause it's one time for the underdog I'm Patrick with your host of Value Tim and today we're going to talk about you making tough decisions. Yes, some of us get stuck making the tough decisions because we don't know if we're making the right decision. I'm going to give you a system today on how to make those tough decisions that you've been setting aside for a long time. Point number one on making tough decisions is game theory. Let me explain to you what game theory means and what that has to do with you and I making tough decisions. So John Nash, a famous mathematician, a story that's a very unique story. Matter of fact, a movie was made about him called A Beautiful Mind. Russell Crowe plays John Nash. You know that one scene he's working with all these numbers and data on the wall? That's John Nash. He came out with game theory. And game theory is a system to help you and I make decisions with the biggest odds being in our favor. Let me explain to you. This whole concept is simplified in a story of Prisoner's Dilemma. Maybe you've heard Prisoner's Dilemma before. If you haven't, this kind of helps you understand the whole decision. So imagine you, your name is John, Bobby comes up to you and Bobby says, Hey, John, I want us to go rob this bank. If we rob the bank, I have a plan. We're going to get $2 million. You get a million, I get a million. And you say, you know what? I'm game. Let's go rob this bank together, okay? Again, this is hypothetical. I'm not encouraging you to, to go rob the bank. Everybody blames Valuetainment for it. So Bobby says, let's go rob a bank. You guys go rob a bank. So while you're about to rob this bank and go away with $2 million, you get caught. You get arrested. Cops take you. Your last chance with Bobby, you talk to him and say, listen, I'm not going to snitch. You're not going to snitch. I'm not going to snitch. Now, you're not best friends, but these are just somebody you're going to go rob money with. And you say, okay, I'm not going to snitch. So then you go your separate ways. You go in the room, the interrogation room. Cops, all these guys show up, good cop, bad cop. They do all the stuff that they do. Then there's the prisoner's dilemma. They give you a deal. And here's what they say. They say, John, I want to tell you something. Bobby's about to snitch on you. And let me explain to you why you may want to consider snitching on him before he snitches on you. And you say, I'm not going to snitch. In your mind, you're saying this because there's no way Bobby's snitching on you. Here's how it works. John, you're probably thinking about not snitching. But let me explain to you how this is going to work. If you don't snitch and Bobby doesn't snitch, you get two years, he gets two years. Fair play. But if you snitch, we will give you immunity. And if he doesn't snitch, you get zero years, he gets 10 years. But if you snitch and he snitches, both of you get five years. So what would you like to do? And you're sitting there. You're like, I don't know, Bobby. We're not friends. We're not family. If he gets the same exact offer, what's Bobby going to do? So you have to ask yourself, he's most likely going to snitch on me. So what are the odds? How do you make that decision? And whatever decision you make, then you have to live with the consequences. And are you okay with that? Because if you don't snitch, you're going to take the risk for two or 10. If you do snitch, zero or five, what are you going to be doing? That's the prisoner's dilemma, right? So what does that have to do with making tough choices? Okay. In life, you fight somebody. You punch him in the face. That's action. I punch you in the face. I am going to sit there and say, if I punch you in the face, the consequences are you're going to punch me back. And so if you punch me back, my reaction is what? Either to fight or run away. And if I run away, how long do I have to run away? Forever. If I fight, maybe I beat you and you're like, I'm tougher than you, so we don't lo no longer fight anymore. But it's constantly going. So in life, whatever decision you're getting ready to make, you want to marry, you want to go out and raise money, you want to go invest, you want to go be a businessman, you want to quit your job, you want to be this, you have to go to that position of asking yourself, if I take action, what are the consequences? And the consequences I get, how do I respond and react to these consequences? And then for the rest of your career, it's the same exact thing. 
constantly have to repeat this entire thing over and over and over again, and that's essentially game theory. So point number two is worst case scenario. Let me explain to you what worst case scenario is. So many, many years ago, I read a book called How to Stop Worrying and Start Living by Dale Carnegie. And in the book, he talks about when you make a decision, you have to take yourself to the worst case scenario. Meaning, if I decide to have kids, what is the worst thing that could happen to me? Can you live with it? If I decide to get married and it doesn't work out, what's the worst thing that can happen to me? Divorce. Can you live with it? If I decide to join the army, what's the worst thing that can happen to me? I can go to war and get killed. Are you okay to live with it? What's the worst thing that can happen to me if I invest into this company? It could go out of business. You could lose a million dollars. Can you live with it? What's the worst thing that's going to happen to me if I start a business and I jeopardize my job that I have making $160,000 a year? You go out of business, you lose $600,000 of savings, can you live with that? So the whole worst case scenario you gotta do is, whatever decision you're getting ready to make that's a tough decision, ask yourself, what's the worst thing that can happen? Can you live with that? If the answer is yes, make the decision, move on, because that's what you're living with. That's the worst thing that's gonna happen, because anything above that is gravy. Worst case you accept, you move on. So that mentally you have to get yourself ready, so if it ever happens to you, you're not surprised. Point number three is very simple, and it's actually very quick. If the decision doesn't match your values and principles, move on. Meaning, you're gonna have a lot of different opportunities in your life, and when I say opportunities, I'm not just talking about money and making millions, I'm talking about different relationships, people that enter in your life. If an opportunity comes your way, and it's very attractive, but it doesn't match your values and principles that you live by, don't even think twice about it, move on. That headache and you sleeping on a hard pillow at night is not worthy of you making that decision because then your mind is being consumed of something you did that doesn't match your values and principles. The moment you're unaligned, you're not, you're unaligned, you're not fulfilled, and you won't enjoy yourself while you're doing that. So it's simple. Decision doesn't match your values and principles, don't even think about it, move on. Point number four, very simple, go get great counsel. And here's what I mean by great counsel. Just today, I had a very, very successful entrepreneur came over here, he and his wife, and had one that came on Sunday. And we meet every quarter or so, and we go through their plans and the next few tough decisions they gotta make. And a lot of these decisions they had to make were personal, and we went through it. And the one thing I always say when you go get counsel for somebody, make sure you get somebody that is as neutral as possible about the decision, meaning, say your marriage is not working out, and you're saying, I'm done, I don't wanna do anything with it. If you go talk to somebody, that doesn't support marriage, you already know what they're gonna say. If you go talk to somebody that's single, they're probably gonna recommend you to be single. If you go talk to somebody that's very reasonable, they've been married before and it's worked out and they had a close call of them also not wanting to do it, then you may have somebody reasonable. But the number one factor I look for when I'm asking counsel from somebody is being absolutely reasonable to be able to process a decision in a reasonable fashion without adding emotions to it. If you can find somebody like that to take counsel from, you're gonna make so many better choices, especially the tough ones, because they may give you an angle you're not looking at, you're gonna say, oh, you know what? Never thought about it that way before. Let me try this before I make this final decision to cut this or leave this or do this or do that. It'll help you out make much better, I would say to help you by 90% make much better decisions in your lifetime. So point number five is what is your alternative? And let me explain to you what I mean by what's your alternative. So you're getting close to making a tough decision, right? And you kind of like, you're a little bit hesitant about it, you're not 100% there yet. 
Sometimes all you got to do is grab a paper and pen and say, okay, what's my alternative? If I decide not to do this, what is my alternative? You know, I, I don't know if I'm ready to buy this house or not. And I mean, it's a million eight and I don't know if I want to buy it. And we're going to have to put $450,000 a down payment. Do you have any alternatives? And you sit there and say, you know, I do. I kind of like this more. You, you always look at alternatives. When you look at a business you're about to do and you're going to work with somebody, I just don't know if I'm fully feeling it. Is there an alternative? And is it, is it an alternative? Because sometimes you'll have alternatives and the alternative is going to make you even be more confident about the decision that you're getting ready to make. But simple, tough of the decision, see if you have alternatives and then try to pick the best decision you have amongst the alternatives. Point number six is called decision fatigue. Let me explain decision fatigue. So anytime I'm making a big decision, I never make the big decision when I'm fatigued for the day. For example, they would say a lot of times, hey, if you can go to somebody and get them to buy late at night because they're tired and just kind of want to get rid of you and say, yes, it's easier to sell somebody because they're so tired, right? Car salesmen, they had this idea 20 years ago, the longer we keep the customer there for three hours, they're going to buy because they fatigue. So they finally say, oh, let's just do it. Forget about it. Fatigue is a method of selling. But you don't want to use fatigue in a method of you making decisions. The moment you get to it and you're like, I think I'm getting fatigued. Man. I don't think I'm going to make the right decision. Just say, you know what? Let me sleep on it. I'll get back to you tomorrow. Simple. Never make a massive decision when you're fatiguing. Always make a massive decision when you're all there. You're, you're rested. You're strong. Your mind is in a good place. You're like, you know what? Here's what I think we ought to do. I'm not ready to make this decision right now. We're passing on this. Great. So again, decision fatigue. While you're making a big decision, are you fatigued? If you are, sleep for a night. And then think about it tomorrow. And last but not least, point number seven is, once you make the decision, don't go back on it. Let me explain to you what I mean by this. Too often people make decisions and they're like, I shouldn't have made the decision. What if I would have done this? What I'm, oh my gosh. The more you go there, you actually get demotivated and you become bitter and you're not happy and you don't perform well and your business takes it. So let me explain. We had a meeting the other day with our executives and, us, and our executives and I said, listen guys, too often we hire way too fast and we fire way too slow. What do you mean by that? I said, too often we hire way too fast and we fire way too slow, which we need to hire slow with more options and fire fast if we know it's not gonna work. Why are we taking our time with this? Why are we moving so quickly on the beginning decision? What does that mean to you? So a big decision, a big decision that you have, the process is gonna be slower, but the movement is gonna be faster, okay? Once you make the decision, stick to it. So it doesn't matter if it's gonna win. I have made so many decisions in my career, buying, investing, selling, hiring, firing, cutting a relationship, starting a relationship, so many have worked, so many have not worked, but to sit there and relive it and go through it and say, oh my goodness, I made a big mistake. Every time I've gone that road, it's never served me well. So for you, once you make a decision, don't go back on it again. Thanks everybody for listening. And by the way, if you haven't already subscribed to Valuetainment on iTunes, please do so. Give us a five star, write a review if you haven't already. And if you have any questions for me that you may have, you can always find me on Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube. Just search my name, Patrick Bidavid. And I actually do respond back when you snap me or send me a message on Instagram. With that being said, have a great day today. Take care everybody, bye-bye.